And this is Dear Daughter. Dear Daughter is a weekly podcast dedicated to the exploration of issues facing women today. It seeks to address common questions of our time without shying away from those that are difficult or controversial, much like an honest conversation unfolding between a mother and daughter. I am a daughter, a sister, a friend. I'm a psychology buff, and it only took three schools, three career changes, and five years to figure that out. I am a writer, but deep down, I'm scared of what people would think if they ripped open my diary. I am fierce, strong-willed, but geez, I can be as stubborn as a mule. I am concise, organized, and yet I live and thrive in a state of organized chaos every day. I am a woman of faith, but you know what? I have my share of doubts. I am a fighter, of social injustices in particular. I am passionate about what I believe in and the people I care about. My passion is for others and is near to the brokenhearted, the tired, the confused, because sometimes, a lot of times, I am that girl too. And that passion originally began in a diary, one that eventually became not just a diary, but an ode to my own future daughter. I began starting each entry with Dear Daughter in effort to give my words, thoughts, plans, and dreams more purpose. Had you told me, even just a few years ago, that I'd be taking that passion to a larger platform such as this, I wouldn't have believed it. But now, today, I've decided to share that purpose with the rest of the world to bring women together for the sake of all of our future daughters and others out there alike. So with that being said, Dear Daughter. A walk through 2019. When I began writing this, I sat at my desk and started thinking back on this past year, and I realized this year of all years was filled with so many emotions. And believe me when I tell you, I've had some doozies over the years. I'm not someone who is very interested in or fond of New Year's resolutions. These knowingly unattainable promises we make to ourselves year to year, they more often than not fall through the cracks. But I do try to be self-aware of something to give my focus to going into another season of life. And it mostly ends up being the same thing, or at least similar to what I have already been working on throughout the year. Leading up to 2019, though, I felt a specific burden to give more attention to living as my most authentic self. And to be honest, I didn't exactly know what that entailed. But oh honey, it took me for a ride, that's for sure. I felt more this year than I think I've felt in my 23 years of life. And that's saying something, because again, I've had some doozies. With living as my most authentic self, I was pushed to let my guard down, to be more vulnerable. Yuck, I know, so uncomfortable. But you know what else? So fruitful. I flipped back through my journal this week, month to month, reflecting on the newfound pieces of me, and it was a whirlwind. More or less to the people around me, I'm sure, but it rocked me this year. It was both a fond and tearful flipping of pages. In January, I started the year with an unexpected friend, literally, on New Year's Eve. Old friendships and pastimes were coming to surface with a new, beautiful, and nostalgic hue. I wrote, hey, remember when? And I'd argue those are two of the most meaningful words in the world. And to be honest, I was so anxious. And you know what else? I was anxious about this. You. I wrote, I stepped aside from my podcast again. Emotional exhaustion, but I will complete this. I will make a difference. I will give this to you. In February, I was able to stand alongside a strong group of women and buy one of the sweetest of rides as she walked down the aisle. 
and like each of my friends before her, it was such an honor and it will be a day I will forever remember, a day that I'd love to tell her daughter about one day. In March, I wrote, Lord, prepare my heart, defend my heart, guard my heart, still my heart. And that was the theme for the entire month. In April, I wrote, Recently, I've been struggling with regret, I guess, for lack of a better word. Thinking about the last five years and the struggle and blur that it has been, I'm struggling because I so badly and deeply just want to be proud of the person that I am and have become and am becoming. I want to be able to be proud of the love I gave and give out day to day, even when I didn't feel like it and don't feel like it. And I want to be proud of my effort and risk, my growth and downfalls. I don't want to regret how I've lived my day to day, how I've tackled time. I don't want to allow myself to take the backseat to fear or the haunting weight of failure. On one hand, I don't regret a minute of my time. And on the other, the possibility is something that I cannot let go of. I feel it all the time. I feel stuck. I want to grow. I want to keep moving. And yet, I remain. I feel sort of lost. But somehow, I also feel proud. And I wrote of how an old friend, turned best friend, had become the most unexpected surprise in my life. <laughs> and a pleasant one at that. I was falling in love. In May, it was a pretty big month. Lots of emotions. I officially wrapped up five years of college. I passed stats for five months. I'm pretty sure I worked stats into every conversation I had. I was stressed. My entire degree hung on that very class. Later that month, a childhood friend got married. And I even spent a Thursday coffee the first of many Thursday coffees, sharing my most precious secret to date. I told the first soul on earth and one of my dearest friends that I was in love. I said it out loud. Then later, I witnessed a second longtime friend's new marriage. Two people I used to double date with in high school. I was able to watch their on and off again, unconditional and never-ending love story come full circle and dance the night away with them. And I was beating myself up about still doing zero work for my podcast. My gift to you. That month, I filled out the last page of a now-full diary writing. Thank you, Lord for the long days you've given me, both gloomy and bright, the endless thoughts and dreams and secrets I hold in my heart. Thank you for pulling me out of the days I couldn't get out of bed, the days where taking a nap or going to sleep was easier. You've carried me through all the pain to create something so beautiful in my life. You've blessed me beyond what words can say. I will fail every time. In June, things took a bit of a turn. It was riddled with insecurity, doubt, and overall exhaustion. I was hurting. I wrote, I'm tired. I'm tired of the day-to-day -day battle and feeling like I can't say anything about it to the people I care about because I don't want to put any of it on them or them look at me differently. Worry and irrational thinking will devour you. I wrote, I feel like I can't breathe, like I'm suffocating in my own thoughts, emotions, doubts, anger, insecurity, and with plenty of people to tell, and yet no one at all. I wrote, I've forgotten that asking for help is not a weakness. And my prayer was, Lord, restore me. I also got back into the habit of taking myself on dates. I would go sit in the grass at Belle Isle and watch the sunset, let myself sit in the uncomfortability of silence. I took time to rest. 
In July, I was beaming. I was and felt radiant. I was deeply happy. Soccer games, exploring new musical genres. Yes, I found myself at an emo concert or two or three. Ice cream dates and sonic runs, street fairs, the bachelorette. That's right, the bachelorette. And don't even get me started on paradise. Endless laughter, just living life day to day and being content. If I were to live that way the rest of my life, I would have been okay with that. But this didn't just erase the bad days. You can still be happy and feel like life has you on the ground and just started kicking. Wayne State was giving me trouble and withholding my degree. I had more parking tickets than you'd think possible. Friendships were transitioning, and I wasn't sure if that was in a good way. Family dynamics were changing. I mean, my cat even ran away. <laughs> and then when he came back, he may or may not be the George I knew. Honestly, I'm still not sure to this day. The streets were rough on him. But through it all, I was learning to refocus prayer, not on the circumstances, but how I would handle them. Think about that for a second. And I ended the month writing, regardless of what's going on, be the one that nurtures and builds. Be the one who carries an understanding and forgiving heart. Be the one who looks for the best in people. Be the one who leaves others better than you found them, okay? In August, uh, family had let me down. Promises were broken. Trust was broken. Again, I felt alone. I know, what a roller coaster. And we were only in August. I was also reminded, though, of some very important people in my life. I was reminded that with them, I was not alone. I am never alone. And that was proven to me time and time again throughout all of August. Throughout the last few days of that month, I finally opened up about my disappointment, my frustrations, my anger with the circumstances of my life behind the scenes and the people attached to them. I was confused about how I could be giving so much to so many. For what? And my safe place looked at me and said, Ariella, love is an act of trusting intentions. I'll never forget that. Oh, and I recorded for the very first time my special gift to you. In September, a book was mentioned to me that actually changed the outlook of my days, my weeks, my months. The Gratitude Diaries by Janice Coplin. In the beginning of the book, she talks about challenging herself to write down three things she's grateful for every day. From that day forward, I decided to put that into practice. That day, I actually wrote, Today I am grateful for the guarantee I have to be taken care of on Thursdays. Remember that Thursday coffee from May? Yes, Thursdays were still just as special in August. Friends in my life who care about me enough to take me on a date and then sit and process difficult emotions and thoughts, regardless of the time of night. In rain, because a rainy day is actually my favorite kind of day. And that day in particular, as the rain poured, I knew my heart and story was being cared for. I was being strengthened. Throughout the month, as I was reflecting on and working through gratitude, I was able to release all that I had been carrying over the summer. In October, I entered my birthday month, 23, in a month I both never want to forget and yet wish so badly that I could. I was born October 26, 1996, the 26th day of the month, and the greatest gift I could have received was given in 26 days of Ariella, the ABCs of Ariella actually, a letter for each and every day. This month, I also experienced heartbreak gut-wrenching heartbreak. Of all the pain and hardship I've dealt with over the years, this was different because this was more directly related to me, myself. And um, the image of sitting on wet pavement trying to just breathe still haunts me. I uh, 
Yeah, that was hard. And after many sleepless nights and tear-stained pillows, I wish I could go back even just a couple of months ago, scoop myself up and say, Dear, amazing, brave, creative, delightful, eclectic, fascinating, gorgeous, honest, influential, jaw-dropping, kind, level-headed, modest, no-nonsense, outstanding, principled, quality, radiant, sweet, tenacious, utterly, uberly, vibrant, weary, but wonderful, exceptional, yummy, easy-to-love, Ariella. Be thankful. And on Saturday, October 26th, my birthday, I aired Dear Daughter. This was the first birthday where another year older, in fact, felt like another year older. In November, I was in a daze, truthfully. A lot was changing and I couldn't write. I took just about the whole month off from writing. In December, I started sleeping again. I've mended friendships that I thought were lost. I've gained new ones that were more needed than I ever realized. I graduated officially from college. I accepted my first offer letter for a full-time job in my field. I was accepted into a master's program. I am on episode 11 of a podcast that at one point I didn't think would actually happen. I am healing. As the year was coming to a close, is coming to a close, I can confidently say I gave 100% of myself to this year, to being authentically Ariella. And even though I didn't exactly know what that meant initially, now, with the way it played out, I think that was not letting fear stand in the way. Not holding myself back from experiencing and feeling every bit of what life had to offer. And that doesn't always mean in some big, grand, exciting way. That can also be in the everyday, in finding joy in the mundane, in having and caring for all the emotions along with it. I heard once, the world will break your heart ten ways to Sunday, and I get that. I've felt that. I've lived that. So what advice would I give my daughter? My daughter, tell yourself, even here, I am growing. Remind yourself that sometimes the small things feel like big things, and that's okay. The things in life that make you feel small and powerless, the weight of a world that causes your heart to feel anything but steady is frustrating. It's difficult, but it's okay. No matter where you end up or what it comes to, take time to breathe and don't feel silly for that or feeling the weight of it all in the first place. Show up. You don't have to know what the next year looks like or month or week or even tomorrow because clearly it is a roller coaster. You will get where you need to be when you are meant to be there. And my daughter, each of these little moments in your life are important, just as important as the big ones. They are all shaping you into who you are and will be, even the crummy ones. Listen, yes, those moments add to the shaping and that's awesome. And that'll carry you in the long run for sure. But you know what else? They give you quite a few good stories to tell. And if you're anything like me, you'll always appreciate a good story and you'll sure know how to tell one. Thanks for listening to Dear Daughter. Be sure to visit us at DearDaughterPodcast.com to join the conversation, access show notes, and discover fun bonus content. And of course, if you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love for you to like, subscribe, and share with friends. See you soon.